Welcome to First United Methodist Church's worship service. We are a church that strives to know God, love God, and serve God. We are one church with two locations. The Whitmore Lake Campus is located at the corner of Main Street and East Shore Drive at 9318 Main Street in Whitmore Lake, Michigan. The Brighton Campus is located at the intersection of Brighton Lake Road and Grand River Avenue at 400 East Grand River Avenue in Brighton, Michigan. Please visit us online at brightonfumc.org to learn about in-person worship times at both locations. Worship will begin shortly. We are glad that you are with us. Good morning, church. Welcome to worship this Sunday. I'm Pastor Lindsay, one of the clergy that serves at the congregation. And today it is a great joy to welcome you to worship because we are celebrating Camp Sunday to our online congregation. You've missed out seeing we have a big tent in our community room and we're celebrating Camp Sunday and we're celebrating some young high school, middle school students leading us in worship this morning as we're thinking about knowing God and our loving God, knowing God, serving God, living with purpose series. And so we have some of our students helping lead in worship this morning. It is also a special treat to have Pastor Allison Vitali preaching this morning. She's our Director of Children and Student Ministries. We can look forward to her bringing the word this morning. Well, we are so glad that you're here, and we would love to know that you're here. So in your bulletin, you should have found a small connection card. I'd encourage you to fill that out, update any name or email address as you'd like, and then flip it over, and you can see a different di variety of different ways to get involved in the life of our congregation and then when it comes later in offering time, I'd invite you to place that connection card in the offering plate. That's the way we'll be able to receive this information. We also have Sunday school and nursery Sunday school going on this morning downstairs for our young people. And I would just encourage you to come to this spirit, come to this service in a spirit of joy, in a spirit of presence, knowing that God is in this place. Amen. Let's begin worship together. Yeah. 
morning, church. My name is Jennifer. Please join me in a word of prayer. Loving God, as we gather for worship this morning, may you open our hearts to receive your love and then help us to share your love with the world. Help us this morning to live with purpose as we seek to know you, love you, and serve you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My name is Claire Myers. The scripture reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the desert of Judea, announcing, Change your heart and lives. Here comes the kingdom of heaven. He was one of whom Isaiah the prophet spoke when he said, 
the voice of one shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make his path straight. John wore clothes made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. People from Jerusalem throughout Judea and all around the Jordan River came to him. As they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. Many Pharisees and Sadducees came to be baptized by John. He said to them, you children of snakes, who warned you to escape from the angry judgment that is coming soon? Produce fruit that shows you have changed your hearts and lives, and don't even think about saying to yourselves, Abraham is our father. I tell you that God is able to rise up Abraham's children from these stones. The axe is already at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that doesn't produce good fruit will be chopped down and tossed in the fire. I baptize with water those of you who have changed your hearts and lives. The one who is coming after me is stronger than I am. I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, thank you, Claire. Um, at this time, if you are here with us this morning and you are under the age of 18, I would love for you to stand up where you are. Don't worry, I'm not going to make you do anything else. But <laughs> if you're under the age of 18, stand up where you are and maybe give us a wave. And then everyone else, let's give them a hand. And let's not forget about our deal to laugh at my jokes, okay? All right, you may be seated. As Pastor Lindsay mentioned, my name is Allison, and I get the great privilege of working week in and week out with some of the people that you just saw stand up. But everyone who is from babies up through age 18, and I love it. I want to invite everyone else to take your bulletin real quick if you got a bulletin, and find a pen. I know a lot of times there's a pen right there in front of you. Maybe you have one on you. Maybe we can share. And right on the front where it says, knowing God, just add the word outside. Okay, Outside. And no, it wasn't a mistake that was left off. This is just for our memory's sake. Sometimes when we write things, we remember them more. So outside. Well, today is Camp Sunday. Now, our church believes in camping as a wonderful way to connect with God and with each other. We have a couple of family camping weekends that we'll do, one's in May, one's in August. I encourage you, if you enjoy the outdoors, you should go on one. I went on one last year, and I loved it so much. Got to know people that I did not know before that trip. We also send our young people on winter retreats and to summer camp for a whole week. And later, you're going to hear from some of those young people about those amazing experiences. Now, I love camp. I grew up going to summer camp. I loved it so much that even though I went to a summer camp every summer already, um, one year I made a new friend and she was talking about how her church was going to summer camp and I just invited myself right along. Um, I hardly even knew her, to be honest. <laughs> um, but all I needed to know was that there was a cabin in the woods I was going to stay in 
and adventure awaited, right? So I went, and um, it was true. It was different from my camp, but there was a cabin. There was lots of hiking. There was also, as it turns out, lots of basketball, which I loved, um, and lots of hymn singing, which was new to me. But I loved all of it. It was just the best. Anytime I could go to any type of camp, I was like, sign me up. Now, my childhood summers were spent camping in Indiana. But because that is all I had known, when I married a Michigander, you can imagine my excitement at exploring the beauty that Michigan holds, right? You know how four out of five Great Lakes prefer Michigan? Yeah, I totally, totally get that. So ever since our kids were babies, we have prioritized exploring beautiful Michigan. Our kids have grown up hiking the Porcupine Mountains, uh, spending the night under the stars on the shores of Lake Superior. I know most of you, a lot of you, can relate. Mentioning the joys of the outdoors and camping to a room full of Michiganders is kind of like preaching to the choir, right? You get it. But here's the thought that's been on my mind lately. Here at this church, we are not only connected by our appreciation of being physically, physically outside in nature. As believers, we have another common identity. What truly binds us together, our faith, is at its core an outsider's tale. An outsider's experience, even. An outsider's hope and ultimately an outsider's kingdom. Our shared identity revolves around knowing God outside. To consider this truth and the origin of it, we're gonna to turn to John the Baptist. Now some scriptures paint a more vivid picture than others, right? And John the Baptist is one of these colorful characters that jumps off the page we can envision him right away, right? He's got his fashionable camel hair attire, his um, latest trendy diet of locusts and honey. Um, he is clearly an outsider. He lives outside, he ministers outside. But truly, the most outlandish quality is the content of his teaching. It was so far outside and away from what was happening in the synagogue or the temple or the church of his day. Outside of the religious establishment, for sure. It was foretold that John would be a voice crying out in the wilderness, preparing the way for Jesus. What does it even mean to prepare the way of the Lord? Well, one author put it this way. It means to create a favorable environment or to make it easy to welcome someone into your life. And what we see is that John was outside preparing the hearts of the people to be able to recognize and know 
Jesus when he came and started teaching. He knew that Jesus would be establishing the kingdom of God when he showed up. But where would he be establishing that kingdom? In the city? In the desert? Not exactly. He would be establishing his kingdom in the very hearts and lives of the people. This kingdom would be outside, everywhere, in all people, at all times. So what he reveals is that God will, in fact, be knowable outside. But outside of what? Outside of the confines of the temple. Outside of the restrictions that kept many people away. Outside of the rules that so many struggled to keep. Outside of looking or sounding a certain way. Outside of being a particular gender. Outside of particular political affiliations. Outside of the arbitrary gates that humans had set up to keep people away. So that the religious elite could maintain their power. And I can just hear the critics that he might have had at that time. The religious leaders, confused, afraid, even angry. Who's out there making such a fuss in the wilderness? Isn't that Zechariah's son? <laughs> Nothing like his father, I can see. What kind of person dresses like that? What kind of food is locusts? He's telling them that the kingdom of heaven is coming? What kind of kingdom sets up out there in the wilderness? A kingdom full of women, children, common people, losers, powerless people? Why even bother? But John is inviting the people to not just a change of location, but a change of heart to a life that bears fruit. John's all too important purpose was to make Jesus known outside of the entanglements of power and religion and to demonstrate how approachable and welcoming God truly is. John is a voice calling out so that the people would be prepared to recognize an upside down kingdom. A kingdom that would only be as mighty as the humble hearts in which it was built. A kingdom that would only be as powerful as its adherents are weak. In a kingdom with a king that would be best understood by those who struggle the most. Those perhaps the most disadvantaged. The sick, the poor, the hungry, the mournful the forgotten, the lonely, the very young, the very old, the lost, the exiled, the weirdos, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> I encourage you this morning to remember this good news. And it is indeed good news that we are outsiders called to know god outside 
of the neat box of religion. Of all of the things to have in common with one another, this one resonates through generations, perhaps more than any other. It's a connecting point. I think perhaps many of us have been sensing a shift, a change in culture, in the world, in the church even. And with my job, of course, and my home, because I'm the parent of three teenagers as of today, pray for me. Um, but with my job, I have a front row seat to this upheaval, to this shaking up of the status quo, shaking up of our religious assumptions. I sometimes encounter concerns about so much change around things that may be unfamiliar to many of us, or even strange. Maybe like some of those critics in John's day, maybe some of us have even thought, what kind of kingdom will this even be with this younger generation? What, what will, what's the point? This generation is nothing like their father, their mother. But that's where my heart is so joyful. Because when things may seem the weirdest or the most broadly inclusive and therefore the least familiar, it's then that it seems the most obvious that we are still part of a kingdom that has always been about knowing God outside, outside of the walls that humans construct, outside of any pre-qualifications to be included in God's love. And we don't have to fear that God, we don't have to fear the God that we will find outside, outside of our comfort zones or outside of our generation. You see, Far too many churches will gather today without anyone in that younger generation. But let us thank God that is not the case here, as you saw at the beginning. Let us thank God we have babies being born. We have toddlers in the nursery. We have preschoolers right now making a mess downstairs. It's awesome. Just this past Wednesday, we had a big group of rowdy middle schoolers making coffee drinks, doing skits, and chatting about how they feel called to change this world. This upcoming generation is calling out in the wilderness, looking for a faith that is relevant to outsiders. And our outcast loving savior is still the best news that I've ever heard. And it's still good news to those middle schoolers. It will be good news when those toddlers grow up. And it's good news to us today. So my prayer is that this understanding of knowing God outside would have an intergenerational unifying effect as we continue to love not only literally being outside together, 
but also maintaining our identity as outsiders, aligned with God's heart and Christ's kingdom. Amen. the broken to life you take our failure you take our weakness you set your treasure in jars of clay so take this heart, Lord, I'll be your vessel, the world to see your love and may. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And now I once was lost, but now. But now 
Um, hi, my name is Ella, and I would invite you to join me into prayer. So let us pray. Loving God, you anointed Jesus at his baptism with the Holy Spirit, revealed him as your dear son. Thank you for making us your dear children as well. Called and claimed by the water and spirit, help us, God, to live with purpose, seeking to know you, love you, and serve you. In this time of prayer, we remember Christine, who is receiving a prayer quilt this morning. As they receive the quilt, may they feel wrapped in your love and grace. And now we lift the joys and concerns we hold within our own hearts. We pray that you would hear them and answer as we call out to you quietly. confidence in the everlasting love of God, we join together in praying the prayer that Jesus taught us to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed by thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and thy power, and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning. My name is Ezra. Um, okay. This morning in worship, we have praised God through song, heard God's word in a scripture, and received a message through preaching. Wasn't my mom great? This morning, we have also gathered to pray together, encourage one another in the faith, and celebrate God's goodness in our lives, responding to all the blessings that God has given. I invite you to share your tithes and offerings. you for your constant care. We are grateful that you have claimed us as your own, that we belong to you as part of your people. Thank you for drawing us to this congregation where we share in worship and study, friendship and service with others who love you. Let our lives be useful for your purposes. We, we gladly give our tithes and offerings as a sign of the joy you give us to share with the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Summer camp is God's gift to you. It's the gift of friendship. Time away outdoors. Adventure. Creative activities. And of course, lots and lots of fun. 
claim God's gift of Summer Camp 2023 when you register at umcamping.org. You'll learn about sharing God's gifts at camp, including the fruitful gifts of the Spirit. Gifts like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and faithfulness. Plan your summer adventure and register today. First-time campers can get up to a $50 rebate. If you bring a new friend, you both can save. Adults and families can also delight in the gift of camping and retreats at our three sites, Lake Michigan Camp and Retreat, Wesley Woods Camp and Retreat Center, and Lake Huron Retreat Center. See more about booking a campsite, cabin, family weekend, or retreat experience at umcamping.org. Pack your summer with fun. Immerse yourself in nature. Ignite your faith and friendships with God's gift of camp. Well, at this time, we want to share some testimony from some of our young people who went to, um, well, in this case, all of them went to summer camp and to winter retreat. So I'm going to ask them some questions, and they're just going to answer and kind of pass the mic around, okay? So my first question is, what was your favorite thing about summer camp last year? I think my favorite thing about summer camp last year is when we like had this like huge dance party and then afterwards we got to watch a beautiful sunset by, um, on the beach. Um, I really liked how everyone um, made everyone feel really included and that just made me happy. Um, I liked uh, my last campfire. We all, there, so we just all sat there and sang songs and had the best time. Did you learn anything about yourself by being away at camp for a whole week? Um, I learned how to be more independent and be more myself. Um, I'm not sure if this is like learning something about me, but I learned that Jennifer can actually be a pretty great sister. that I like the beach. <laughs> I mean, if you saw in the pictures, the beach was pretty amazing. Um, okay, and what was your favorite activity that you got to do at camp that you probably wouldn't get to do if you were at home? I probably like doing um, all the bonfires and singing. Um, I liked how they do a bunch of different activities like crafts or wood carving and stuff like that. I loved how um, some of the like elementary kids got to like <clears throat> make uh, like they um, we split up into groups and did different activities. And what would you say to someone thinking about going to camp who's not sure if they should or not? I would say that you should totally go <laughs> because it's a great experience and you learn about the Bible and um, you just learn so much stuff and you get to interact with people so much more. Two words, just go. You should definitely go. <laughs> All right, let's hear it for them. Okay.
Wesleyan camp and the Wesley Woods camp. I went to summer camp, my favorite one, and I went to winter camp, my second favorite one. Is it something that you would recommend to your friends? Yes, definitely. So what made summer camp your favorite? Um, there was swimming activities and I had a good counselor and I was bunking with six or seven people. What was one highlight for you about camp? Um, it was really fun woodworking and doing Legos with Noah. What was your favorite activity or game during camp? Which camp? Uh, summer camp. Swimming, probably. And what was your favorite during the winter retreat? That very intense game of spoons. Do you plan to go back this year? I hope that I can. So what is one way that you think you experience God when you're at camp? Um, through the nature and everything like that. Did you feel like you could experience God at camp? Yes. Is there anything that you learned about yourself by being away at camp for a whole week? I would survive a bear in the wild, probably. And do you plan to go this year? Yes. If there's one thing you could tell other people about going to camp, what would it be? Um, if you're good at spoons, join. Did you enjoy the fireball that night? Yeah, because it was really beautiful and with the fire, and it was just very peaceful and I could definitely feel God. And what's your favorite memory of being at summer camp? The whole thing probably. closing song today.
be seated. I glossed over this morning's three announcements that I wanted to lift up, so before you leave, I want to share them with you briefly. Don't plan to cook on Tuesday night, because come on out to the pancake dinner for celebration of Fat Tuesday and celebrating mission. We're going to support Redbird. Plan to come on Tuesday from 5 to 7 and enjoy a delicious pancake dinner. And then on Wednesday, Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. So here at our Brighton campus, we will have a 7 p.m. Ash Wednesday service to receive ashes and have a time of prayer. Or if you prefer to not go out at night, if you'd like a noon service, we're having worship at our Whitmore Lake campus at noon. I'd invite you to worship that way as well. Also, we're starting our Lent studies as, as next week is the first week of Lent. So we'll be reading Susan Robb's book, The Seven Words, as we focus on the seven last words, kind of phrases really, of Jesus at the cross. Pastor Allison, won't you come forward? So as you've heard this morning from so many of our students, camp is a really powerful time and a powerful opportunity for them to take part in. But like most things, it's not free, right? And as most of us also know with inflation and things like that, a lot of our families have more than one child that they would like to take part in camp. And I don't want the cost of it to be a hindrance to anyone that would want to go. So we have created the Send Us to Camp fundraiser. Out in the community room right now, next to the tent, you'll notice there is a wall. And on that wall are envelopes numbered 1 to 100. So my invitation to you this morning is to be a part of sending our young people to camp. And what you do is you choose an envelope numbered 1 to 100, and you give that amount towards camp scholarships. So everyone can get involved at some level, right? Some are a dollar, two dollars, all the way up to $100. And the envelopes look like this. They are taped to the wall. Don't be afraid to rip them down. It's okay. It's meant to be. <laughs> um, I, I want you to. And inside the envelope, though, You'll find instructions on uh, how to participate, but you'll also find a card inside each one. And the point of the card is that I not only want you to send them out, but I'd also like you to send a note of encouragement that you'll write to a camper. And during the week of camp, when we have mail call at camp, which we make kind of a big deal about it in um, the cafeteria, our campers will receive mail, letters of encouragement from our congregation, okay? How cool is that, right? Lots, who, who doesn't love mail? Um, and so you'll return that and then include your name and address and they will write you back telling you about their camp experience, okay? Um, so I invite you to participate with us in that way and thank you in advance. And now our benediction. May we rejoice in our shared identity as outsiders who continually find a spiritual home with you, O Lord. Bless our efforts to support the young people going to camp. And may we all go forth to share this good news with all people as we love God and neighbor. Amen.
We are so glad you worshiped with us. We are a church that strives to know God, love God, and serve God. You are invited into this mission by worshiping, joining one or more small groups, sharing prayer requests, and becoming part of the community. We are one church with two locations. The Whitmore Lake Campus is located at the corner of Main Street and East Shore Drive at 9318 Main Street in Whitmore Lake, Michigan. The Brighton Campus is located at the intersection of Brighton Lake Road and Grand River Avenue at 400 East Grand River Avenue in Brighton, Michigan. Please visit us online at brightonfumc.org for details about in-person worship at both of our two locations. We hope you were blessed by this worship. Please click the like button, subscribe to our channel, share this video, and join us again next week.